You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Meat Friday, and what a Meat Friday it is. We brought in a champion griller. We got Chad from Traeger. And in case you're wondering what's on the menu, smoked prime rib, Cornish game hen, king crab legs, squash casserole, garlic mashed potatoes, pesto Christmas rolls, smoked salmon, cranberry bourbon smashed cocktails, molasses and snickerdoodle cookies. Who has it better than us? Nobody! Ah, we made it. Well, almost. We got to get through next week, the final countdown for McLovin. But McLovin, of course, is going to leave all of this behind. Meet Fridays, camaraderie, love, friendship, support, award-nominated programs, all the traffic that you have to fight through every single day. (laughs) Yes, McLovin. If there's like a future Meet Friday and I'm just sort of standing mm, out there, mm. do you think it'd be possible you wouldn't even notice I was there and I could have some brisket or something? Okay. I would have to ask everybody, and that means the backroom guys as well. They'd have to vote on it. All of them? Yeah. Everybody would have to vote on it. Because, you know, there is, and it's not a consensus, but there's a feeling that you're turning your back on us and you don't care anymore. And I think you might have said that to a couple of people, that <laughs> yeah. you're turning your back on this show and you don't care anymore. But well, there, there's a couple of guys in the back that I've, I haven't totally mastered their names yet. It's going to be easy <laughs> to say goodbye to them. Well, actually, it'll be hard to say goodbye to them. <laughs> you don't know their names. I got a handout. People want to know, are you handing out most valuable Danette, least valuable Danette, most valuable backroom guy, and then there's a push for the least valuable backroom guy? A lot of candidates. Yes, for all the above. <laughs> uh, I will say the backroom guys hate Paulie. Yeah. 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 That's a consensus. But all of them. Do. Yes, they do. Not like one. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, nobody is on the fence there. But I got to come up with the most valuable Danette. Yes, McClellan. I hate me, most valuable Danette, least valuable Danette. I've always hated it. I find it incredibly stressful. I didn't, I didn't do it last year. Yeah. I didn't do it. Because I know you value all everybody in the building. Not as much. I mean, not right. you know, all the same. But I got to come up with a, I need to come up with a most valuable Danette. And I got to come up with a most valuable backroom guy. I do. And, you know, there'll be bonuses attached to this, as you would come to expect. But you got to last the entire year. And, you know, I probably have to take you out of the, the running, McLovin. And for least valuable Danette, I'll take it. If I can guarantee I'm in the middle somewhere, <laughs> I will definitely take it. That'll be my parting gift to you. You're not the most valuable. You're not the least valuable, Danette. Okay? Yes. <laughs> you aspired for mediocrity, and you achieved it. You're safer in the middle of the herd, Dan. Yes, Everyone you, knows that. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you are. All right, poll question, McLovin. What do we have? So we have a new game, set or not set. Oh, I accidentally came up with this in the first hour. The number yeah. of teams that are set at their quarterbacks at position and the number of teams that aren't set. So we have what is the least set, and here are our choices for okay. you. The New York Giants. Not set. Pittsburgh Steelers. Not set. Denver Broncos. Not set. Detroit Lions. Mm, not set. Houston Texans. Not set. Carolina Panthers. Not set. Here's one we weren't sure about. The New Orleans Saints. Not set. 
Okay, we're going to put that up as the poll. How okay. about the Philadelphia Eagles? I'm going to say not set. And it feels like that changes week to week with with the Eagles. It feels like there's always a story, a leak that's like, oh, you know, they're not sold on Jalen Hurts. or They're sold on Jalen Hurts. I would say they're not set with Jalen Hurts. Miami Dolphins. Tua to be decided. Oh, Todd. <laughs> Eat it, Todd. Nice. Eat it. Tua to uh, be decided. Thank you, Todd. Like, don't take what I just said and then try to make it yours. Yeah, I wasn't making it mine. I was just, it was so good. I needed repeating. Yes. Um, I'm going to say yes, because I think the Deshaun Watson situation is still in a state of flux. And, I, and it's this isn't one of those where something magically happens and you go, okay, and Deshaun Watson's now available. Like, Tua has played well and the Dolphins have played well. But the Dolphins were supposed to be a playoff team when they started the year. At least I thought they were. They're playing like that. And Tua has, like, I don't think we've said, oh, Tua's not playing well. Tua's playing well, and so are the Dolphins. And I'd say, all right, it feels like you're a little more set there than, it's almost like he's changing people's minds. Yes, Todd? It's really up to him these next few weeks. No, 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 no. Did I repurpose? Yes. Uh, like so bad. So desperate. I really was. That's horrible. So desperate. Say hello to the least valuable Danette, Todd. <laughs> oh, that's official. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well done, Todd. I'm playing a little hurt today. Yeah. Oh, oh, I went to the doctor yesterday. I got a tetanus shot. I got a shingle shot. Both my arms are very sore. Boo. I probably shouldn't have gotten them both the same day. But I did. Do you know how sore my shoulders are every day? Carrying this Carrying show? this program? Especially me. And I yeah. put a few pounds on lately. So did you tell more. the truth to your doctor yesterday? I answered whatever questions he asked. I asked. I answered honestly. I didn't offer up any other. By the way, did you see this giant sub that I had yesterday. You know, if he asks me, then I answered. But he didn't ask me how much exactly I'm working out or specifics about my diet. We did the blood pressure. We, you know, we talked about how the lab work came out and, you know, just some suggestions. It was really, uh, it went uh, surprisingly well, like uh, surprisingly great rates from State Farm. I don't know why you do this, that you walk into the doctor's office, you immediately take off your clothes and then the doctor says, you don't have to take. <laughs> yeah, off that's your... true. I've, you know, I've, I had some interesting experiences going up, but I thought that's just what you do. But, but like, the, the interesting part is you do it in the waiting room. Like you get naked in the waiting <laughs> I room. I did get a few looks. <laughs> you know, you're, you're already kind of, because of COVID, you're already kind of separated. Now that you've separated me even more. Old habits die hard. Uh, yes, Paul. So Todd's doctor looked him up and down, talked to him for an hour and said, everything's fine. What kind of doctor is this we're talking about here? <laughs> Might be a little bit on the quack side. You know, Does he watch the show? I like going to the doctors and say everything's fine. I need that. Even if it's not accurate, I just need to be able to leave there with some kind of peace of mind, even if it's not true. Okay, you lie to the doctor. You want the doctor to lie to you. He comes in and he, he opens up you know, his book on me. And you know, I, you know, before he comes in, the nurse is there. I leave like a, a 20 or a $50 bill on the table just to, with a little note to make sure he just only has good yes, things Seton. to say. At any point was the phrase, I could do better about that or I could be better about that. I was something similar to say was that. that mentioned at all? I had all that in my doctor. back pocket if, if if I was in that situation. Thankfully, I didn't. That have to is use your that. go-to line, and it drives me crazy. You could really lose a few, you know. Since, since the last time you were here, you put on a couple yeah. of pounds. Yeah, I could. I should do. Okay. I could be better about that. Yeah, yeah that's his. Well, I could be better than that. Like Todd, you need to take a walk each day. Drink a lot of water. Yeah, yeah, I could do. I could be better at that. That means you don't do it at all. 
And now that I got this like neuropathic foot situation, I don't know how much Can walking I'm going to be able to do. That? You you didn't even know neuropathic. I did it. I did some googling, which was disturbing, and then he uh, confirmed that you may have some kind of. And then he went on to say, because you have some kind of deformity with your feet. What kind of took like a shot at me? Well, look at what your feet have to support. That's true. Yeah. But like you know, now he's got me like all hours of the night staring at my feet while I'm like <laughs> lying in bed trying to figure out what this deformity is without getting like major x-rays done. All right. Well, check with Rex Ryan. Maybe he can help you out there. <laughs> oh, I should have known back then with the squishy shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that we saved that. <laughs> there's, there's so many little things that we saved and, you know. Like, this is what we do for a living. I know, I know. It's Make sure we get Todd's squeaky. Oh, we got to record that. Todd's squeaky <laughs> shoes. Uh, yeah, Paul. How unset are the Detroit Lions at quarterback? I think golf? they're unset. Unset enough to draft a quarterback number one overall? If if you had a great grade on Kenny Pickett, and, and, and that's really what it comes down to, don't take a quarterback. Take a quarterback who has a great grade. And if you have him there and he sits for a year or two, then then you if you think you have your guy, don't do what GMs do. It feels like every draft. Uh, there's a run on quarterbacks. Let's just take one. Yeah, Paul. After li- listening to Jimmy Johnson yesterday, he mentioned Detroit and taking a defensive back a few years ago. I, from what Jimmy Johnson says, you can't afford to not try at the quarterback position because you're just pushing it back a year. You know, if you t- they take Kenny Pickett and it doesn't work out, well, it's better than missing on Kenny Pickett. And, and you know, Perloff's been saying this for a while. Like you can't afford to pass. So like the Lions, maybe they don't. Maybe Kenny Pickett, like he shouldn't be number one overall. But can they pass? But Jimmy Johnson, he was helping the Lions with their draft. They asked him, and he said they were talking about taking Jeff Okuda from Ohio State, a defensive back. And Jimmy said, "Take Justin Herbert." And he said, "You know, he reminds me of Troy. I take him." And they, of course, you know, did not. I know that they considered taking Tua. I was told that by somebody who worked there with the Lions, that they were thinking about taking him. But Jimmy Johnson, football genius, draft expert, is saying to the Lions, who asked for his help, take him. If you're the Lions, do you call Jimmy Johnson back this year? And if Jimmy and Jimmy takes the call, Jimmy will go, "Hey, only if you if you do what I say to do, will I help you?" Because that's where you go. Hey, let's. Uh, oh, Jimmy Johnson would be great to you know pick his brain. Uh, hey, we're going to take a defensive back. Who do you think we should take? Justin Herbert. Okay, thanks, Jimmy. And the Detroit Lions take Jeff Okuda. Uh, if you like parody, then uh, this is the week for you in the NFL. It feels like. There are more teams hovering around 500 than ever. Six and seven Eagles face the six and seven Washington football team. Seven and six Bengals take on the seven and six Broncos. Six and seven Falcons take on the seven and six 49ers. The five and eight Seahawks aren't really out of it. They got a big game against the Rams. And then how about the ultimate middle of the road team, the six, six and one Steelers. They host the Titans in a critical game for their playoff hopes. So it's hard to figure out exactly why so many teams have reverted to the middle average. 
Now, you certainly have bad teams to beat up on, and maybe it's because there's no great elite teams right now. You know, the Chiefs were 14-2 and two last year, and one loss was meaningless. That was week 17. We haven't had a team like that this year. Instead, a lot of teams are in the mix every week, and then you throw in COVID, and you don't even know who's going to play. Like, you do need a program. And I don't even know if they can print the program in time for you to read the program to say, who's playing? Like the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield? Probably not. Case Keenum? Probably not. Nick Mullins? Like, you know, I don't know if they're going to move games. Can they move games? I think what's going to be crazy in a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about tiebreakers. And if this happens and this happens, then this will happen. And get ready for that. Uh, Kenny Pickett, the Pitt quarterback, is not going to play in the Peach Bowl, which I thought from his answer when he was on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, he was not going to play. And uh, Kenneth Walker, the great running back at Michigan State, not going to play in that same game. Yeah, McLevin. Incredibly obvious question. If you're an Eagles fan and the spread is now minus 10 Eagles, do you have any problem beating a decimated Washington football team? Something's up with all the COVID protocol you know, cases here. It went from... Four points to now 10 points. I don't know if it gets to a point where Vegas takes it off the board, but it feels like those who aren't going to play, we already know who they are, but that went from a four-point spread to a 10-point spread. Uh, A couple of phone calls here. Uh, Robin in Tennessee. Hi, Robin. What's on your mind? Hi. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. I just want to tell you, my husband got got me hooked on your show Several years ago, try to watch it all the time. Um, love all of you, but Todd is my favorite. Oh, okay. Why? Why is Todd? Favorite. Why is Todd your favorite, Robin? Why? Even though he jokes, his jokes, he just has a personality for me mm. that is just I like, and I I feel bad for him because everyone picks on him. Is his personality similar to your husband's? No, not at all. The complete opposite. <laughs> okay. My husband's really shy, doesn't speak. Hmm. And you would prefer that Todd was like that? No, I like Todd just like he is. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Robin. And uh, Merry Christmas. There you go, Todd. That was very sweet. Todd accuses Marvin of not putting through positive phone calls. And Marvin goes, I just put through the calls. He's not to be trusted. He he has an agenda, and and I'm glad we've exposed it. Glad we exposed it. Andrew in Washington, then we'll take a break. Mike Florio will join us. Uh, Andrew, what do you have for me today? Happy happy Meat Friday, guys. Sounds like you got a wonderful menu today. Yes. (laughs) Um, Hey, real quick, on that note, I actually have a fan vote for Marvin as the most valuable backroom guy. Mm. Nicest guy answering the phone, does excellent bits on Peacock. Um, I'm telling you, that guy, it's like he has no phone calls ever because he's always just so nice. Mm. Um, Also, are we retiring Suck It Back Row next week for, I've heard this a few times this week, Eat It Fritzy? No, I mean, it's a variation of Suck It Back Row. I mean, you can choose to just be more specific. I would prefer that it was a Suck It Back Row, even though Todd's the only one in the back row. You know, just out of respect for McLovin's memory. 
Yes, Todd. I totally agree with that. It would make me feel more comfortable because, you know, I like having McLovin next to me, and that's going to be hard enough not having him as my back row partner. But if we could at least keep the suck it back row alive, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, don't. I don't want to be specific with Todd. He likes it, so I take some of the shrapnel. Yes. Is that what he says? Yes, yes. That does help a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. He's not going to miss you. He just doesn't want to be singled out of sucking yeah, time. Share the grief with me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. He's not going to miss me because he is the least emotional person here. He doesn't have a caring bone in his body, which wow. is the amazing thing. I know. And, and it Minimal used to kindness. Be, we had a shirt. But, but see, I would think you cared, but you faux care. Paulie just doesn't care. Right, and I admit it. Yeah, like, I'm okay with that. I know Paulie doesn't care. Yeah, Paul. Like, when you, we come back from vacation, I really don't care about your vacation. No, you but don't? Fritz, like, how was uh, Maine? How was the no, coast? No, he'll text me during the vacation. And just we'll want to see that. if you're having a good vacation. And I always say I was until you text nice. me. <laughs> but if I don't get the three dots from you right away that you're responding right oh, away, my feelings are hurt. I actually keep track of how many minutes or hours until you get back. Let's take a break. Mike Florio will join us coming up next here, 17 after the hour. This Meet Friday, Dan and the Dan at Stan Patrick Show. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. That's amazing. There's no limit on how much you can earn. Now, that's amazing as well. And even more amazing because... You pull out the Discover credit card, it's accepted at 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing the word yes more often. You can learn more about how great this credit card is. Go to discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations like Todd apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Greatest rock and roll drummer of all time, John Bonham. Not a great concert, though, because then he went on a drum solo and it went for like 20 minutes. And I went, no, I think I'm going to go get a beer. Robert Plant, great lead singer. Jimmy Page, while he's a great guitar player, not a charismatic guitar player. But it was Zeppelin. Yeah, Paul. You, did you see Zeppelin multiple times or was it once? Once. How old were you? Uh, just out of high school. So that was peak Zeppelin, yeah. no offense. Yeah, yeah. And the Stones, I saw them. It was peak Zeppelin. In the 70s, I saw Stone Zeppelin, who, Bowie. And Aerosmith. So, you know, pretty good run there of seeing bands when they were at their peak, or at least the perception was they were at their peak. Yes, Paul. Back in the 70s when you went to a concert, was it the tradition of they wrap up their set, you clap, and they come back out? Was that always, even back then, there was yeah. an encore? Yeah. But we had festival seating, and and that's what was different because you'd line up, you'd get there early, and then first come, first serve which I don't know who came up with that, but you have, and of course, I had tickets to that fateful night when 11 people died in Cincinnati trying to get into the Who concert. You know, that's another one. of the, They had two entrances, and people were storming the doors to get in, and 11 people died. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Update the poll results, then we'll get to the popular Mike Florio. Okay, which team is least set at quarterback? Your choices being the New York Giants, Detroit Lions, Carolina Panthers, Texans. Oh, and then we put the Eagles on there. And the Washington's winner, on there too. Yep, and the winner is the Texans, followed closely by the Steelers. 
Yeah, but we know that the Texans are going to have a new quarterback. It's when you have a quarterback and you're not quite sure if he is the quarterback. So take the Texans out. We have to put Washington in. Yeah, because the Saints don't feel like they're set. The Giants don't feel like they're set. Even though they have it, the Lions don't feel like they're set. Let's bring in Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host, Football Night in America. More teams who are set at quarterback or not set at quarterback for the future? Oh, more that are, but every year now we're seeing this churn of teams who are deciding, yeah, we have a guy who's good enough, but we can do better. We want one of the best guys. We're going to upgrade from the guy we have who's maybe on the fringes of the top 20, and we're going to go try to get somebody better, whether it's through the draft, get yourself in position to get one of these rookies that comes in and takes the league by storm, or make a big play for one of the big names that's going to be out there this year, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. So I think that teams are more willing than ever before to give up the bird in the hand, even if the bird in the hand isn't all that bad. Well, I wonder what the Lions do if Kenny Pickett grades out as he's the best quarterback and the Lions are on the clock, number one pick. You have Jared Goff, but do you pass on Kenny Pickett? I think you've... Hey, look, if, if Pickett is the guy and the Lions have that pick, I think that's what they have to do. Not that having Matthew Stafford for a decade made much of a difference. But this is a team that is trying to completely rebuild identity, change culture in a dramatic way. It's not just Dan Campbell. It goes all the way to Chris Spielman. He's the guy who's kind of the overlooked straw that is stirring that drink, the old school mentality. That's where the bite your kneecaps comes from. It doesn't come from Campbell. It comes from Spielman. So Goff isn't that guy. Goff was the guy that they took on in order to get two first round picks and a third round pick from the Rams as part of the Stafford deal. Goff was the, you get an extra first rounder if you take this guy off of our hands and take his contract. So I, I think they have to be looking quarterback. Goff is clearly not the guy. And if Pickett is, Pull the trigger and off you go. I wonder, Mike, if Russell Wilson and the Seahawks maybe have a formula that's sim similar to what the Lions and Matthew Stafford had. And that is, let's just agree to part. Can you send me to one of these teams and get the most in return? Let's work together on this and maybe have something behind the scenes where it's amicable, sort of, and you guys go in your opposite directions. What do you think? Well, I, I agree, and I think that Russell has been trying to do that. The way that things got got kicked up last year in the offseason, he comes on your show, and it's obvious he's not happy at that point. His agent says, my client doesn't want to be traded. But if he were to be traded, he would accept the trade to the Bears, the Cowboys, <laughs> the Raiders, or the Saints. I mean, it's obvious where this is going. I think it's premature to start identifying teams. I know there was some reporting last week to that effect. There's a lot that has to happen before we know where coaches are going to be, where quarterbacks are or aren't going to be. But I agree with you. The time has come for a big decision to be made in Seattle, whether that's we're going to move on from the coach and bring in somebody who's handpicked to make Russell happy, or whether it's we're going to keep the coach and we're going to let Russell move on, or both. We're just going to hit the reset button and start over. And I think what happens the next four weeks, Dan, is going to be a factor in that because they still have a chance to get over 500. They have a chance to sneak into the postseason field. Much different vibe if that's the end result of this season than what it looked like a couple of weeks ago when they were in crash and burn territory. Any games in jeopardy of being postponed? No, absolutely not, because the league's not going to do it. 
They're not going to do it. The commissioner said it Wednesday. They are not going to postpone these games. And one thing I'm trying to find out, and the league is being very elusive on this, shockingly. What is the minimum number of players that a team is expected to put in uniform? 48 is the maximum that you can have on game day. You got 69 on the roster. So you already have a 21-person buffer. So when I hear 10 guys on COVID, 15 guys on COVID, you got the ability to call up all of your practice squad guys. You can still get to 48. Once you start getting below 48, 45, 40, 35, where's that number? It's almost like a reverse price is right game. Where's that number where the NFL says that's not enough, where the union says that's not enough? And would they postpone a game if the Browns have fewer than 30 players who can dress? I don't know, and the league won't say. And part of me thinks, Dan, that they've got some double secret procedure that they would invoke where basically they can pull guys out of the stands and put them in uniform to get the games in because they're getting the games in. That's one thing that's clear. They're not giving up the ticket money. They're not giving up the TV money. And, Dan, this Browns-Raiders game especially, it's one of the NFL Network exclusive games. They have a minimum number of games that have to be exclusive to NFL Network to justify the subscription rates for cable, satellite, streaming. They got to have that game on there. They are playing these games. The question is, how good will these games be? How many guys will be in uniform? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure this out. It felt like there was a disconnect with the NFL and the NFL Players Association. So what is the solution you think that they're going to – Is are they able to come to some kind of agreement that over the – the final month of the regular season, this is what we're going to do when it comes to COVID. Well, they've reached an agreement on the return to play ability for a player who is vaccinated, asymptomatic, and positive. What you need to do to come back, it's not as stringent. It doesn't take as long to come back. Now, look, I've been saying for weeks now that if a player is vaccinated and positive and totally asymptomatic, there's no reason to keep them from playing. We've gotten to the point in this pandemic where we can evolve our thinking to a point where we say they're not transmitting it on the field. Look at all the fans in the stands. There haven't been outbreaks. Fans are in the stands and surely plenty of them are positive. And you know how the masks are worn, dipped down over the chin. I, it's, it, and, and it's not a problem. It doesn't transmit in stadiums. It doesn't transmit in domes. It's not a problem there. And at some point they need to address that because the idea that you have healthy players who just happen to be positive for this virus, who are vaccinated, that you're just not going to let them play, that, that undermines the integrity of the game. How can it not if you're not going to have the best players available for reasons unrelated to injury or true actual illness? That's where this needs to move in 2022. I doubt that it gets there this year, but that's where this has to go because we know this thing isn't going anywhere. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. Uh, who would get a head coaching job sooner, Urban Meyer or John uh, Gruden? Which league? Any... USFL's coming back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think that, that it'd be easier for Urban Meyer just because he didn't leave with that same stain of the language in the emails that Gruden had to walk out the door, basically tattooed to his resume forever. Meyer still denies, for example, kicking kicker Josh Lambeau. He denies getting into a heated argument with Marvin Jones. He denies calling his assistant coaches losers. So it's harder to wrap your hands around one thing that Urban Meyer did that makes him permanently and forever toxic. And he's got 
I'm look, he deserved to be fired. He never should have been an NFL head coach, but he's one of the great college coaches of all time. And there's a lot of college programs out there. And uh, there's going to be somebody that's thinking, hey, we may get this guy right place, right time. And uh, he comes in for a final act of his career of redemption that makes us a hell of a lot of money along the way. This just in that uh, Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen now on the uh, COVID list. So I guess it's uh, Garrett Gilbert who's going to be playing. This is why that point spread has gone from four to ten against the Eagles. This is what you're going to have on national TV. Kyle Shermer is another quarterback that they have. Garrett Gilbert, one of the many backup quarterbacks out there where you can interchange the last name and the first name, and it all makes sense. And and when you're down to that level of quarterback, you have a problem. But, it, Dan, the league doesn't care. They don't care that it's going to be a debacle of a game. They don't care that it's going to be fatal, potentially, to Washington's playoff hopes. They're not going to move that game. They're not going to do anything to jeopardize the flow of cash into the coffers. It's that simple. And and it's it's unfortunate. But that, that's their current attitude and approach. And it just doesn't fit with the current state of the pandemic where this latest variant apparently is ridiculously contagious. But also, uh, Ron Rivera said today on radio in D.C. that 80% of his guys who are positive have no symptoms at all. Is there any update on Deshaun Watson? Oh, well, there is. And I'm glad you asked about him because he's, he's been forgotten since the trade deadline came and went. They're expecting some sort of a resolution to the grand jury proceeding by the end of January. And that kind of fits with the NFL's offseason timeline, although the quarterback carousel gets started mid to late January. We saw it last year with Matthew Stafford. Teams are going to start making decisions. It could be misdemeanor charges that ultimately are filed against Deshaun Watson, not felonies, which would be a, a difference from the league standpoint. But as to the civil lawsuits, I was told last night, and this is how close that the Miami Dolphins came to getting Deshaun Watson because the Dolphins wanted these civil lawsuits to be resolved. There are 22 of them. 18 of the plaintiffs were ready to go. Four of them held out, and that's what derailed the settlements, and that's what derailed the trade to Miami. Miami wanted them all gone. They weren't content to have 18 gone and four left. They wanted them all gone. If those last four had come around, he'd be a Dolphin right now. But is Tua playing himself into that franchise quarterback role here? Well, Tua did what he needed to do. He was upset about the ongoing distraction and the talk and the chatter, and just it wouldn't go away. Well, once the trade deadline went away, then the talk ended, and Tua has strung one win after another together, and now they're going to have a tougher decision to make. You know, his durability is what concerns me over the long haul, but he's playing better. He did what he needed to do. You know what? If you don't like the fact that they're talking about Deshaun Watson, go out there and be Deshaun Watson. Be better than Deshaun Watson. That's the Tom Brady attitude. Get a chip on your shoulder and a stick up your ass and go out there and play better and make them unable to consider bringing in a better quarterback because you are the better quarterback. Uh, the mothership reported that it's uh, unlikely, according to sources, Diana Rossini saying this, that uh, your good buddy Aaron Rodgers won't be back with the Packers. Um, I don't know what that means, that even if he wins the Super Bowl, that he's not coming back. Um, is this Rodgers' decision, Packers' decision, mutual decision, any decision at all, Mike? I mean, we entered the season as if it was his last year. Yeah. 
We, 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 we've known this. It's going to take something big to reverse it. And like what? Well, I, I, I really do. Can you if you are Aaron Rodgers and you are extremely sensitive about how you're perceived by the fan base, can you win a Super Bowl and say, see you later? Maybe you can. Maybe the, maybe they're fine with it. Hey, thank you. You gave us one on the way out the door via con Dios and just don't go play for another team in our division or in our conference. I, I, I just think that just like with Russell Wilson, the end result to this year is going to be a factor in whether or not it continues. Now, we know next year will be the last year because of his contract, because he becomes a free agent after 2022. But we went into this year assuming that this is it. And, you know, the, the, the whole the, the vaccine thing and I've been immunized and the district, but they're still really good. And they got a glimpse of Jordan Love. And I'd want to keep Aaron Rodgers. I'd want to find a way to make him happy and keep him around. I mean, for all the headaches that he brings, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Why would you want to move on from him? Why would you not want to do everything you could to convince him to stick around? Why would you want to leave that division if you're Aaron Rodgers? Right? I mean, well, Minnesota is stuck in neutral. The Bears aren't good. The Lions aren't good. And... You know, do I, I? I think he ends up in Denver. You know, I think they've geared up for this, and and maybe that's where you know he wants to go. But it feels like you're going to have Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers, and the, you know those are pretty good prizes. If you don't get one, you get another one there. But I I just feel like Rodgers is going to be a good soldier, do everything you asked me to do, and uh, you know, remember you had guys who cover the Packers on a daily basis. Rob Domofsky covers them for the mothership. Said 5% chance he was coming back. And I went, he's coming back. The question is, how long does he stay? And I think we were in agreement, he's going to be there one year, no matter what happens this year. Let's not rule out this possibility, Dan, that we're being grifted by Aaron Rodgers, that he just wants to be the topic of conversation that he wants us to be talking about him, that he hmm. wants to be the center of attention. And maybe he ultimately does come back to the Packers next okay. year. Okay. And it, it, if so, mission accomplished. Hang the banner behind George W. Bush. Mission accomplished, really and truthfully. He is the center of attention. We talk about him all the time. I mean, look at his toe injury. He's pissed off because people on the coaching staff supposedly are telling people about his toe. He's showing the damn thing on camera. <laughs> Every time he talks, he's talking about his toe injury. Hey, everybody, I have a broken toe. He's almost as bad as Ben Roethlisberger. And speaking of Roethlisberger, I mean, I'm intrigued by the Steelers as a destination for Rodgers. Because why would you go to Denver? Didn't you watch the game last night? They got Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert in that division. But, but boy, the idea of Aaron Rodgers just about 100 miles up the road from me, I could go up and have a permani sandwich Ooh, with him once a week and yeah, hang out. Because you two are buddies. buddies. Yeah, you, you guys. know what's funny, Dan? He and I have a lot more in common than he would ever admit. I, I understand him because I'm a lot like him. Hopefully, well, not not in the football way and not necessarily in the good personality trait way. So, But you're, I understand You're both know-it-alls. You're both know-it-alls. Exactly, exactly. Uh, both married. You want to see my toe? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you both love to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, you good for business. Oh my God! You should have seen our numbers for November. He's great for business. Aaron, I said, I said during the height of the whole, I'm immunized and all that other stuff. I hope he never retires. I hope he stays with the Packers until he's sixty. I hope it's every year this drama. He's great for business. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Great to talk have to you. Weekend, all Mom. right, you See too, you. buddy. That's Mike Florio. He's not afraid. Pro Football Talk Live co-host and of course contributor to Football Night in America. More phone calls coming up after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Sunday night football, the Saints and the Buccaneers. Boy, this is tough for Tom Brady because he hasn't done well against the Saints. I think he's 20 and 5 against the rest of the NFL since he's been in Tampa. 0 and 3 against the Saints. If he doesn't have a good game and they might lose or they do lose, then all of a sudden we might have a little bit more of a race for the MVP. But if Brady wins, they win comfortably, and he has a good game, then Tom Brady is going to be your MVP. But that's uh, Sunday night on NBC, 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock, where uh, Football Night in America starts. I just saw this from our buddy Ross Tucker, who tweeted, Heisman candidates for both schools playing in a New Year's six bowl game for the first time in a long time. Not playing means college football bowls, as we know, are blank. No, they're over because, well, they're over for the time being, because once you have 12 teams in the playoffs, then is Kenny Pickett going to play in a bowl game where there's a chance to be playing in a playoff game? Uh, Kenneth Walker, the running back at Michigan State, would he be playing? So I would say let's hold off on that, the death of the bowl games as far as marquee players. But I certainly understand these players saying, hey, I'm getting ready to go play in the NFL. I've done everything you ask. I played in the regular season games, and I'm moving on. I have no problem with that. This is a business. Why is it that the coaches can run it as a business, but the players can't? And I have a problem with that. And even people who had problems with a top recruit going to Jackson State. For whatever reason he wants to go to Jackson State, it's his reasons, his parents' reasons. You want to go play for Deion Sanders? You're a defensive back, wide receiver. Maybe you're going to cash in financially. It's, I just, I'm fine with it. You know, it used to be we would go, wow, these players are playing at historically black colleges and universities. Well, you know why they played there? Because they couldn't get recruited by other schools. I can question it, but I'm not going to judge it. I just, I, I'm just curious about it. You know, is there a financial aspect to name, image, and likeness? Is there a documentary that they're going to show? Maybe. Is Dion going to stay? I mean, that's what I would ask. That'd be the first question I would ask. 
are you going to be there for my career? Because I don't know if Dion could guarantee that. Now, he might say, of course I am. If I'm at university trying to make a splash, I would look at Dion. And, and if you start to think about this with what Dion did, Florida State didn't hire Dion Sanders. Dion St- Sanders, one of the great football players who's ever played at Florida State. Dion was able to say, bleep you. You didn't want me? This is what I could do for you? I'm taking your recruit. And Florida State is down. They needed top recruits. And Dion took him. But whatever the reason is, it's, it's the reason of the recruit and his family. But when we go, God, look at all those guys who came from Grambling or Southern or Jackson State. Well, they went there because a lot of these players at the time weren't recruited by these other schools. You know, they weren't, you know, integration wasn't as, you know, that wasn't a front burner. You know, the black quarterback. Did Steve McNair have options? I don't know. He went to Alcorn State. But I think we get into, hey, why are you going there? Or that doesn't make any sense. Okay. But, you know, I, I think we look at this and would we be doing this for somebody else? If, if a white quarterback went to, uh, remember the quarterback who went to Princeton? Yeah, he was like a top 20 guy. And we thought maybe, I think he had Stanford and a couple other places. We had him on the show. And I just said, you know, why? And, and he talked about, I'm going to go at Princeton. I get an Ivy League education. And I think these, these kids now feel like, if I'm good, you'll find me. And the scouts will find you. If they found a defensive back at Lenore Rhine or, you know, the school of, of minds, I mean, you know, there's going to be, if, if you're good enough, they'll find you. Like Khalil Mack was at Buffalo. But you, you have to be great so people want to go and watch you play. Is he going to play against great talent? No. Week in and week out? No, he's not. But whatever his reason is, it's his reason. Instead of, I got to go someplace, this is where he wanted to go. For whatever the reasons are. Yeah, McLovin. I once made a terrible mistake about School of Minds. Yeah. They had a famous coach named Bob Stitt who helped invent the spread. Yeah. And my friend was telling me about it. I'm like, I still don't understand how the School of the Blind has a football team. Oh. <laughs> it was, uh, because that would be hard. Well, I thought it was the School of the Mimes. Yes. <laughs> and you learned how to be a mime. And I'm like, damn, they got a school for that? I just watched the school, uh, you know, the College of Mine, Mines. They played Valdosta State. And I watched the, the rear yesterday. It's the School of Mines. Yeah, actually. School of Mines. Colorado School of Mines. Yeah. And uh, I watched them against Valdosta State last night, the rear. So when the lineman backs up to block, he's like a mime. He just puts his hands yeah, out. And... Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Can we edit this out of the podcast, what I just said? Yeah, we can. We, 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 yes. Trust me, we will. Don't worry about that. Yes, Tom. What do you tell your teammates if you screw up mime bad? Is that what you say? <laughs> How about mind your own business? Mind your own oh, business. Okay. You always got a top like <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Paul's the topper. What are you doing? <laughs> Paul is the topper. All right. One hour in the books. That's it. We got one more. And then we get to dive into one of the great meals of all time. Meat Friday. Final hour coming up.
One more item. We close out hour two on this Friday. When you get finished golfing, lifting weights, running around the neighborhood, your body doesn't recover the way it used to. You got sore muscles, post-workout discomfort popping up in new spots all the time. That's why I'm thankful there's Level Select CBD sports creams and roll-ons. Now, I use the roll-ons every day. Before you work out, after you work out, even if you're going to go play golf. Carson Palmer, Ricky Fowler, Steve Garvey use it. Good enough for me. And I trust Level Select CBD because it's formulated with doctors. The number one question I always get when people hear me use uh, talk about using this is, is there THC? And I go, no, it's just CBD. It allows you to feel it work immediately. Zero percent THC. You uh, apply it to the sore spots, let that proprietary blend of CBD go to work, and it does in about 30 seconds. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com. Use the promo code DP30. They know you listen to the program. That will give you $30 off your entire order today. $30 off. Off, levelselectcbd.com, promo code DP30, not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota.